This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi, everybody. Lindsay Roberts here. I am so, so very glad you joined me on this podcast. Thanks for being here with me on Entirely Unconventional. And I want to talk to you today about being known as a giver. And it sounds so simple. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. And I believe it is the heart of God. I believe he created us to be givers. And I want to show you some things scripturally, why, not just how to be a giver, but why to be a giver. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for people that are listening to this podcast. Thank you, Lord, that we were fearfully and wonderfully made, and I believe we were made unconventionally. And I thank you, Lord, for healing people today in their thinking, in their believing. Thank you, Father, for healing finances. Thank you, Father, for healing anything that is concerning people today, whether it's spiritual, physical, emotional, financial, in their family, in their marriage, on their job, whatever it is. Maybe it's just in your thinking. Whatever it is that you are reaching out to God for healing, I pray for God to heal you today, for God to be your provider, Jesus to be your healer, and for every area of your life to be handed over to the King of glory, the King of kings and Lord of lords, and asking for divine, miraculous intervention right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. You know, the book of Galatians talks about, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a person sows, that shall he also reap. And I want to talk about that for just a quick second. And I also want to talk about something else that just, you know, it kind of just doesn't seem like it makes sense, but it does to me. When we think about being diminished to increase, being diminished to increase, it doesn't seem to make an enormous amount of, of sense that when you give away from yourself, you're increased. Okay, let's just talk about tithe, which means 10%. It means 10th off the top. And the word tithe, 10th off the top, translates increase. Okay, that's weird. When you diminish yourself, you give away 10%. How does 10% in the minus column mean increase? Any accountant would kind of, you know, if they weren't saved and redeemed, any accountant would think that was kind of weird. Okay. The Bible is very clear. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. That's Galatians. The chapter uh, is six. The verse is seven. Galatians six, verse seven. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whatsoever a person sows that and also that, uh, that shall he also reap. And it says this, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. God isn't going to change his mind because people are laughing at him. God is God. And that's that. Then it goes on to say, whatsoever a person sows, that and only that shall they also reap. Luke 6, 38 says, given it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom for with what measure you give, it shall be given to you again. I've told you before, my father-in-law was Oral Roberts and the word it, given it shall be given unto you for what measure you give, it shall be given unto you. Okay, so... He did this entire sermon one time on a two-letter word, it. And I thought to myself, self, this is Oral Roberts. He could be preaching, teaching, talking about healing. 
He could be talking about salvation. What in the world is he going to come up with that is so um, much revelation that he can preach an entire sermon on a two-letter word, it? Boy, did he prove me wrong on that one. It was one of the strongest, most important words to me in that whole passage because it, whatsoever you're giving, whatsoever you sow, it shall be given. Give and it. And that may be where you're thinking in your mind, oh, I've heard preachers before. You're talking about my money. You just want my money. No, thanks. Because God said he loves a cheerful giver. If you give sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you give bountifully, you reap bountifully. And this is all about you. So (laughs) I don't want to attach myself to somebody who is not a cheerful giver. I want to be a cheerful giver. And I want to trust God, not, I'm grateful for anyone. You know, I'm, I'm part of the Oral Roberts, Richard Roberts ministry. I'm, I'm very grateful for anybody who sows into the ministry. Very, very, very grateful. But you're not my source. And I hope you still love me. But even people who give nothing or people who give a lot, some are sowing sparingly, some are not sowing at all, and some are sowing bountifully. I love you all, but you're not my source. The Bible is very clear that God is my source, that God is the one who ultimately decides how to bless me. And if that, you know, if that rubs the cat wrong, John Osteen used to say, if that rubs the cat wrong, it's Joel Osteen's daddy. He was a dear, dear, wonderful friend of ours. If that rubs the cat wrong, turn the cat around. Because God's not going to change his word because it rubs cat wrong. And I'm not against cats. I have wonderful cats. But truth be told, Truth be told, be not deceived. God is not mocked. He's watching whatsoever a person sows and making certain that the harvest is according to that and only that shall he reap. You see, I'm not limited by somebody's opinion of me or somebody's opinion of what I'm worth or somebody's opinion of what I should earn. There's a lot of people that tell me I should, I'm worth more than that. I should earn more. There's a lot of people telling me I shouldn't take anything. I, I don't deserve anything. Okie dokie. What does that mean? It means I can't be moved by people. I have to be moved by it, I-T. Given it shall be given unto me. Whatever I sow, that and only that shall I reap from the harvest of God. You know, people say, oh, I don't believe in that seed faith stuff. Okie dokie. (laughs) I'm giggling because I can just see the expression on someone's face right this minute and I know who it was and I know what they said. This man said to Oral one time, I don't believe in that seed faith garbage. He said, just remember Oral Roberts, what goes around comes around. I burst into laughter because Oral looked straight at him and said, that's seed faith. People call it karma these days. They call it what goes around comes around. They call it golden rule, by the way, that's scriptural. But the truth of the matter is it all boils down to the word it, given it shall be given. I have a dear, dear friend. She is a precious woman of God, preacher's wife, has all of her needs met by so many different avenues that, to be honest with you, God just blesses her. I get the biggest kick watching her be blessed. It's not about her salary. I don't even think she gets one. It's about how God supernaturally blesses her because she's a giver. And we had this weird conversation one day, and And we were talking about if we could boil everything down to what would we put on our tombstone. I said, I don't want to talk about that. I said, okay, now you started it. Finish it. What do you want on your tombstone? And she said something very funny. 
she is not only a, a, a grandmother, about to be a great-grandmother, she said, I want to be known as a giver. Man, I cried then, I could cry right now. I said, you do realize that you are the greatest giver that I've ever encountered in my entire life. Not just to me or our ministry, but just in general to people, strangers, friends, enemies. She is an amazing giver. And she said she'd like her whole life to be remembered that she was a giver. Well, guess what? She will be. <laughs> it may not be on her tombstone, and I hope it doesn't happen for many, many years. But truth be told, she will always be remembered as a giver. And I want to ask you a weird question. Are you known as a giver? And then I want to ask you a bigger question. As a giver of what? Given it shall be given unto you. Are you a giver of smiles? Are you a giver of a kind heart? Are you a giver of good words? Those are so important to me, and I personally believe they're important to God. Are you a giver of your tithe or your offering or your time? Are you a giver of goodwill? Are you a giver of groceries, food? I just made a dinner order just now, just now, just before I started this podcast. I wanted to bless a friend of mine with a dinner. And I said, what's your favorite dinner and where from? And they told me, and they're going to get it for dinner. I'm going to surprise them tonight just for fun. I want to be known as a giver. But you could be a giver of discord, or you could be a giver of dissension. You could be sowing seeds of turmoil and discord and dishonor, or, you know, I got to get ahead at any cost. Well, I like to get ahead, but God promised me I'd be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I don't need to do it, quote, at any cost. I need to do it scripturally. And if Luke 6.38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. And the Bible says you reap what you sow. Seed time is followed by harvest. Sowing is followed by reaping. All that's scriptural. I didn't make that up. All that is scriptural. Then what kind of a giver are you? Are you a giver of fear, even to yourself? Do you give compliments and put yourself down? You're still God's creation. Maybe you're giving compliments to your neighbor, but not to yourself. You're God's creation too. Give compliments to yourself. Oh, well, I can tell him how cute he looks in that outfit, but I, I would never say that about myself. That's not scriptural. The Bible is very clear. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. It means in the same direct proportional relationship, in the same relation, love your neighbor as in the same way, in the same proportional relationship that you love yourself. If you're kind to your neighbor, be kind to yourself. If you would never spew ugly words to your neighbor, don't spew them to yourself. I had a family member that used to go around saying they were stupid. I'm so stupid. And then they'd turn it. You're stupid too. You know what? When I was young, I didn't know how to rebuke that. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't come around me saying that to my child today. My children are not stupid. They're taught of the Lord. Great is their peace. They have the mind of Christ. And yes, it's very tempting. It's very tempting to say things out of your mouth, out of reaction or the first thought that comes to your mind. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says, renew your mind daily with the word of God and have the mind of Christ. If Jesus wouldn't turn around and say those things, then I don't need to be either. And that includes to myself. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to read the word of God and what it says about you. 
by the way, I've got a book coming out. You know, Discover Your True, uh, Discover Your True Worth is already out there. And, and I loved writing it. I had so much fun writing it. Had so much fun working uh, with the people that I worked with. And now I'm on my next book. And you'll be hearing from that one pretty soon. And then I've already got a third book in the works. But part of those books is discovering your worth. Discover your true worth. True is the important word of that book. Who you are in the truth of the word of God. Who you are to Christ. Why did Jesus lay his life down on the cross for you? And now that he did, what can you do to fulfill every day of your life according to his will and his word? You see, I believe that two-letter word, Oral Roberts, it, given it shall be given unto you, is very important. If you're sowing uh, meanness, don't be shocked if somehow that thing comes around. What goes around comes around. If you're show, sowing love, don't be shocked when it turns around and, hey, surprise, it comes back to you. The Bible says things come back to us on every wave. And I want to be sure that the wave that I'm reaping is fashioned by the wave that I'm sowing. Given it shall be given unto you. And I pray for you today. I really want you to believe that you know that you know that you know. Luke 6, 38, Galatians 6, 7, and not be deceived by the things of the world. Not have to have that cutthroat. If I'm not a cutthroat, I don't get ahead. And I'm going to tell you my little story of how this really impacted me. This really, you know, hit me in my spirit. Something I did, I was guilty of. Several years ago, I went to New York City, and New York is a very fast-paced city compared to where I live right now, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and and I'm I'm originally from Michigan. I grew up in Florida, but where I come from, it wasn't the pace of New York City, and for me, New York City might be a little bit more difficult than how I was used to, and you know... It, there's a lot of people that love it, thrive, thrive on the vibe. My husband loves it. I am not that vibe of, of, you know, go, go, go. I am kind of a homebody and I'm more of the, uh, believe it or not, for somebody who talks on a podcast and talks on television, I'm more of a quiet person that, that likes to be home and not have to have a 24 hour a day agenda. But having said that, I was in New York, I was crossing the street and I was by myself. So I only had myself to deal with. And all of a sudden, we were at a red light. And I mean, when I say there was a crowd of people, it was, it was a typical New York crowd of people trying to cross the street. To me, it, it was like, you know, the Thanksgiving sale, what do they call that? Good, what do they call it? Um, Black Friday sale where you go the day after Thanksgiving and everybody gets up at six o'clock in the morning and y'all race to a store to get a discount. I did that one time and I said to myself, self, I'm not going to do this again. It was mass pandemonium. That kind of vibe and pandemonium was where I was at crossing the street in New York. Now I was going to kind of take my sweet time and I would say dawdle. I don't know if people use that word anymore. Go slow kind of just meander across the street. Well, I learned very quickly that if you do that, you're going to get run over either by traffic or by people traffic. And all of a sudden, I found myself in the middle of a crowd pushing and shoving to get across at the, at the red light. So all of a sudden, now you got you to gotta understand, it's not my personality and it was not my, my vibe. And all of a sudden, I found myself pushing too. I'm going to push and get myself across because it was self-defensing. If I don't do this, they're going to run me over. Nobody ran me over. It was my choice to do that. And I 
as soon as I crossed the street. Everybody was just kept going on their merry way. And I said to myself, stop. And I went to the side of the sidewalk. And I didn't like what I became to get across the street. I became pushed into a box like everybody else, pushing and shoving. And I didn't become the yelling and cursing that was surrounding me. But I realized, Lindsay, if this isn't where you fit in, go somewhere else. And immediately I ended up going back home. And it's not that all of New York is bad. My husband was so happy. He was thriving there. He had a blast there. He loved it. He was preaching there. And it was fabulous for him. But I had to recognize that out of the blue, I became a different person for a very brief moment to get across the street. And I didn't like that suddenly a situation could make me become something I wasn't or someone I wasn't. The Bible says, given it shall be given unto you. I want you to really know who you are in Christ. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He also said, I came to heal you. He said all kinds of things like the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's a lot of scripture that tells us who we are. And out of who we are, we can give of who we are. We can give out of kindness. We can give out of love. We can give out of finances. We can give out of whatever. I remember somebody used to come over to my house and give me 30 minutes. That was it. They gave me 30 minutes. They played with my kids for 30 minutes. So for those 30 minutes, I could do what I needed to do in the house, make phone calls, do whatever I wanted to do for 30 minutes. And that was their gift. And I'll tell you what, to this day, all these years later, I remember it. So I want you to think about how you can be a giver. What are you giving? And how you can make somebody else's life a better place for what? You see, the Bible says when we give, it comes back to us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You not just give, and it doesn't come back. Like you give a, you give a smile, you get a smile back. It says good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I believe when you give one smile, get ready for a whole lot to come back. I believe if you bake a pie, get ready for pies or something like that to come back according to the Bible. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You see, 10th off the top means as you give to God, that 10% is not thrown away, wasted away, or trashed. It's sown into God's hand, into God's kingdom, and God can decide what becomes your good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and your running over. He said he would do exceedingly abundantly, far above anything you dare ask or think. And that's my prayer for you today. Be a giver. Be known as a giver of God's good and perfect. Be known as a giver of how God would give. He even said what you, what you do for the least of these, he would, he would bless it back to you because you do it unto Christ. You know, I know some people who fall in the category of the least of these, but I'm not going to give in. And if they're ugly to me, turn around, be ugly to them. I don't believe, you know, if I have to do something and God lets me do something or I'm supposed to do something, I'm not a doormat. I'm not going to be a doormat. But I'm not going to look for a place to sow a seed of fear or torment or worry or discord. I'm going to try and look for a place to sow something scriptural. And I pray that for you today in every way. And like I've told you before, you know, we get questions that, that lead to uh, some, of the, some of the things that we do on this program. This one says, I'm a numbers person. Oh, yay. So am I. Oh, my goodness. 
I used to tutor college calculus when I was in high school and numbers just float my boat. I'm a numbers person. I'm very analytical. Yay, so am I. No, I didn't write this, but boy, it could be me. How do I get my brain to hush up when it comes to trusting God in ways that don't make sense to my logical mind? Giving 10% away from yourself, believing that it's not being diminished, especially a numbers person. Have $100, you give away $10, you got $90 less, that's a negative. That's not in the positive. That's not a plus or a, or a multiplication sign. That is a minus sign. Truth be told, when we give, God sees it as not something that is obligation. God sees it as a seed we sow. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is as a seed. When it's sown, it grows up and matures. I believe every seed we sow in good, into good, as good, not casting pearls before swines. I'm not saying that. But when we sow as God directs us to sow, it will come back multiplied. Now, for your numbers person, analytical mind, when your brain doesn't go that way, neither does mine. Therefore, I have to say to myself, down flesh, up spirit of God. I might decrease so God in me increases. Many times things don't always mesh with my logical analytical mind. They don't mesh with my spreadsheets and my perfect numbers. Okay, but when God tells me to do it, it meshes with my spiritual obedience. And it's not out of my head, it's out of my heart, and it's out of my spirit. And when we do things in a spirit way, even though they don't gel with logic and reasoning, ask God to show you through his spirit what he'd like you to do. And then believe that as God said, when you sow, you reap. Every harvest comes from a seed sown. Uh, another question, what do I do when I want to give, but I don't have anything to share? Okay, here's interesting. Here's something really interesting. Um, I don't have anything. I have a person who once said to me, I've lost everything. And I looked at him and said, wait a minute, stop, stop, stop. What are you talking about? They said, I lost everything. I made bad decisions and, and I lost my money. I said, you lost your money, but you said you lost everything. And then I said, oh, wait a minute. Money was everything to you. And he said, yes, it was. I said, oh, hold on. Let's start over. You see, if money is the only way your brain thinks, if you think you lost everything or you don't have anything because it's based on money, money is a portion of what causes this world to function. But to me, this is me speaking, money is not everything. The person still had their health. They had their family. They had their friends. They had their brain. They had their thinking. They still had Jesus. They were saved. So you might have lost your money, but it doesn't mean you lost everything. Let's put things in logical perspective here. Money may have been a very important part of their life. And he said out of his mouth, money meant everything to him. Okay, maybe there you got to rethink some things. But truth be told, if you think you don't have anything to share. I had a person who said this to me and she was actually really, 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 really good at, at the Bible. I mean, teaching the Bible, knowing the Bible. Well, she didn't teach it actually. She just really had a great handle on it and a good understanding. And she said, I want to give but I don't know if I have anything to give. I said, hold it right there. I said, could you give 30 minutes of your time in a Bible study? She said, you mean that counts as giving? I said, um, yeah, and I want to be the first one to attend. That person's still doing a Bible study to this day. And I'm telling you, I had a friend who was exactly that way. He was actually in the medical profession. When he went to heaven, his 
family, his family gave me all of his teaching notes because he taught a Bible study. Oh my gosh, that was one of the greatest gifts I had ever received in my entire, entire, whole entire life was his teaching notes. You see, sometimes the world conforms. Listen to last week's podcast about Romans 12. Don't be conformed to the things of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed, and it means put in a box. Don't be locked in the box of the way of how the world looks at everything. And look at how God looks at things. Can you smile? Can you possibly babysit? I had a girl today that ran errands for me. Can you do this? Can you do that? Is there something that you can do. And part of that was because, you know, I wanted to do something for somebody else and my time was limited. So is there something that you could do? She sewed her time. I've sewn babysitting before. I found that one, especially to people with young children, found that one to be a whopper. You see, you may not, money may not be the thing they need. They may need 15 minutes of Calgon take me away. I mean, when you think about it, allow the Holy Spirit to impart divine wisdom, divine intervention, divine ideas. The Bible calls it ideas, concepts, and insights. Allow the Bible to put those ideas and concepts and insights. That's actually my father-in-law, Oral's translation of different things that are in the Bible, especially in the book of Proverbs. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you a divine idea, a concept, an insight, a way to be a giver, a way to be a sharer, a way to do something that will cause God to say, hey, thanks for that, and turn around and multiply it back to you. I had a story, I've said this before about pies, but there's a reason. I had a friend of mine, oh my goodness, could they bake pies? That may not be my best forte, but boy, was it theirs. And I said, why don't you try giving a pie away? And they did. And she came back to me and said, Lindsay, I have so many pies. I don't know what to do with them. Where can I pass them out? I said, well, first of all, start with me. And we laughed about it. But the truth is, she literally started giving one pie and ended up with so many pies, she was sharing pies all over the place. God can do what he promised if we're willing to give him what we have. He doesn't need our nickels, although if he tells you to sow money, sow it. He's walking on streets of gold, walls made out of jasper, gates made out of pearls. God is trying to get something to you. He's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to multiply your seed and get something to you. And I pray that for you today, for you to understand that you can be a giver. Don't just think about money. If God says money, make it money. If God says time, make it time. If God says smile, smile. Whatever it is from Luke 6, 38, given, it shall be given unto you. I pray you discover it and then you be obedient to whatever God tells you. I pray that for you today in every area of your life. I pray you are blessed coming in, blessed going out in every way. And I want you to remember something that I say all the time, and I really pray it sinks in. It's something that I believe. I believe you are worth more than you think. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official. To get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth, simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.